Welcome to the Mentoring Club Insights Podcast, sponsored by our partner LinkedIn. We are glad you have tuned in to this recording and hope it will help you on your growth journey. Good morning. So this is Bruno and I'm here today with Anio and we are going to have a conversation about uh, remote teams and team building remotely. So Anio, welcome. Would you oh, like to introduce you. yourself? Absolutely. So currently I'm working at a company that works with remote workers to do QA testing and I'm responsible, or well, my team is responsible for finding people that we need to fulfill our customers' needs. And since our customers want to test all over the world, same as my team, all over the world, literally around the globe. And um, yeah, to build this team, it's definitely not easy, but I'm really looking forward to talk about that today. Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, definitely. It sounds like you have your experience with remote teams. <laughs> so uh, something about me, I, I am uh, 16 years now in, uh, in the corporate uh, world and um, basically all spent uh, in uh, focusing on project management. Uh, and, uh, and in my experience, I immediately had to work with uh, remote teams um particularly in the last five six years when i started leading the project management office um, of my company i i had people spread across uh, across different uh, countries different time zones so it is uh, it is an experience i i uh, started having uh, definitely before the covid 19 pandemic um, <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be an interesting uh, conversation today i'm pretty sure Yes, uh, maybe maybe I also want to give a little bit of the background. So I'm also having remote parts in my job since basically I started working. Um, I'm from community management, so you often have either remote moderator teams, remote people that you work with, or I've been managed remotely. I had people to manage remotely. So I'm also working remotely way longer than the pandemic. And um, yeah, I realized with the pandemic, for me, it wasn't really that much of a switch when I had to go into home office. It felt quite normal why other people struggled quite some, quite, quite a bit, I'd say. So I'm really looking forward to exchange today what you learned and also what the pandemic then basically has, has proven more or less. Yeah, it's interesting what you said. I, I had the same experience. Um, for, uh, for me and my team, it was uh, like switching from one day to another. Um, instead of uh, going to, to our uh, office locations and work remotely anyway, it was uh, staying at home and working remotely. Yeah. Um, I, I, in all those years, I have not, um, I, I had some people on site with me plus of course uh, remote team members i i didn't really be i, I don't really believe there is uh, um, a, a big difference between what uh, you have to do to engage your team and to and to have a, a proper team if it is on site or remote i just believe that there are some common uh, common things that you should focus on as a team leader and uh, and those uh, those uh, topics are uh, actually the same you just probably have to reinforce them while you are working remotely because there are some things that are even more important um, yeah i totally agree i totally agree and um you do basically do a lot of the same things as you said you just have to use different tools quite often because obviously you're not all in the same room and um 
So I agree. The difference between a remote team and a, let's say, a team in one location isn't big. You just need to pay attention to different things, maybe. You do the same things with with the focus on slight changes and yeah i think especially communication that probably is one thing that is different because obviously face-to-face communication is different from talking via slack or via call something like this and also how information is basically processed and shared needs to be different to to give you one example out of my experience in a past job we had part of the team on site and part of the team were remote and the on-site, obviously, it's really easy to just go into to the office and say, like, hey, today we're going to do this and that. And then you have, like, all the little details, all the infos. And if you write that on Slack, you just maybe not have all the infos. But what you really need to make sure of that you're not giving one part of the team more infos, more background than the remote part. So when... I think what's true to say is if you have one member in your team remote, you need to basically treat the whole three threat look. You need to treat the whole team like it is remote. So otherwise, the remote person will left be left out of a lot of conversations, a lot of infos, a lot of updates. So this is one thing I definitely learned. Once one member is remote, work as the whole team would be remote. Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree. I I had to experience it uh, uh, as well. Um, in uh, in my view, well, you mentioned communication. Communication is clearly one of the uh, three, four important aspects that uh, needs to be uh, uh, at the top of the of, of your head as a, as a team leader. Um, for uh, for uh, for us in uh, in our team. Having a, uh, clear communication rules, it was, uh, and it is, incredibly important. And with that, what I mean is, uh, well, we have different tools. We have the email, the chat, uh, uh, the video call, the audio call, and, and, and whatever. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's about what do you expect um, from, uh, from us as a team members? What do we expect from each other? And, uh, and, and here we are also entering into... into adding some considerations that are incredibly important when you work from home um, and like every day from home, like we did all of us in the past year and a half. Um, like for the email, like what's the expectation uh, within the team? Like if I, dr- if I send you an email today uh, in, I don't know, at, at 12.30, am I expecting you to reply in the next 10 minutes? Uh, if, I, if I ping you on the chat message that the system that we use, I'm expecting an, an immediate answer. Or do we have a team meeting? I'm expecting everyone to use video, even when it is potentially uncomfortable for the people. And these are the type of rules that should be defined at the team level. And everyone should be uh, should should be aligned and agreed to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have some examples of rules that you set? And what do you think was the implication of those? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I... I again, even before the COVID nineteen pandemic, I was always someone um, incredibly flexible uh, with my working time. So sometimes it might be that there is a day in which I have to drop earlier, 
um, and and then reconnecting the evening and working the evening. So definitely, I, I think I don't remember when it was the last time I was doing that, like you know, the nine to five uh, office <laughs> office hours. So what I, I said you. to my team with that is that it might happen that I'm dropping an email when it's late in the evening. And I made it very clear to them, don't take it like uh, I need to connect, I need to log in again and reply to my boss. That's absolutely not what I wanted. It's just that it is something that was coming. And then in that moment, it was working for me to do it. But that was clear expectations. Other rules. Another example I can make, um, we always said when we are off, either on vacation or I don't know, we have the day off, whatever, we are off. Like it's don't think about uh, us, think about whatever you are, you are, enjoy your time off and have someone to be your stand, your stand in. And that person is to be, you know, empowered to take decision instead of you. But when you're off, you're off. Like, I don't want you to be on vacation and still be connected with your mobile and, and reply to all the messages and, 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 and all the chats. Like, no, that's not a vacation. So these, those are the type of rules which are incredibly important to set up at the beginning when you are building your team. And of course, as I said at the beginning, I believe they work uh, particularly well, um, not only for remote teams, but, but also for on-site teams. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, I actually have a similar, I don't want to call it a rule, but an understanding or an agreement with my team about the time. So especially given the fact that we are in so many different time zones, I think we're in what is it like seven different time zones? I think my team is in seven different time zones. And um, especially given the fact that, that people might be offline or online at certain times, I'll be maybe online in my morning, then I'll take a walk for two hours or do some errands, something like this. And then I'll go back online to also talk to the team, which is um, available later in the day or later in my day. Um, we definitely I always let them know when I ping you and you're off, you're off. And I think this is really important. And also maybe even a better example, we have one team member in Israel. And in Israel, they work on Sundays, but not on Fridays. And therefore, obviously, when I ping her on Friday, which is a normal working day for me, I made it clear to her, hey, please do not respond to me on a Friday. Write me on a Sunday. I will answer you on Monday. And um, this is how it should be. Definitely. I agree. Yeah. 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 For me, we, we started with communication. There is uh, before communication, clear communication and, and having those rules. What is uh, uh, like the step before, which I, I always... Uh, uh, push to have with my team. It is to have uh, a clear uh, vision. As a team leader, uh, you need to have this vision. You need to know what are we fighting for. And this needs to be um, part of a conversation with your team. It's not you coming in and saying, well, okay, that, that, that's it. Even if, even if that would anyway be better than not having one. <laughs> that, but uh, um, what uh, what I have observed, and this I believe it is a big uh, uh, a big difference between a, a proper engaged team and a group of individuals that work together. Uh, it is really to have this vision and to know what uh, what is this team contributing for, like in to the overall you know to the big picture, the company big picture. What what's our what's our piece and why it is important for the organization. For me, that is like step one. It's like 
first layer. We, you need to start from that. And again, it works if your team is remote, but it works definitely if your team is on site. <laughs> same I way. agree. I agree. The vision is really important. And I think the communication of the vision is even more important if people are, oh, well, the proper communication of the vision and repeated communication of the vision. I think it's even more important when people are remote because if you're sitting alone more or less the whole day and working, 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 you might forget about the vision easily because you're like, why am I doing that even? But if you have other people around you, so you're not remote, then they remind you of it because everybody is not like all the time, but people are talking about the vision and you're not really talking to yourself about the vision. So I think this is another difference where you really need to make sure that you keep the morale up by reminding people of what they're doing, what they're actually doing it for, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I, I it, it is like you know setting clear objectives, which be, it's, it's best if they are mutually agreed, um, and then definitely tracking on the progress and and sharing and sharing them with with the team of course you can do it one by one with the, in, in your one one to one and and I want to say something later on on the one to ones and, and how much they are more important I believe but um, but definitely tr tracking the progresses of the activities ensuring that the team is aware of what's going on they need to know it and you know um, what whatever you have to share if it is good news bad news, uh, just news this needs to be communicated properly and they need to know what's what's happening yeah yeah absolutely if people don't know what's going on they probably easily lose i don't want to say faith but um i think you know what i mean <laughs> yeah definitely engagement that that's not yeah. something that <laughs> that uh, that they're going to keep for uh, uh for a long period of time you might have a, be a vision at the beginning and say okay that that's what i'm working for but then if you don't communicate it communicate it properly and if you don't uh, follow up on it it's like uh, like don't think that this is something you can do in the typical corporate performance cycle once a year so you speak with your team at the beginning of the year and say okay these are the objectives this is what we have to work on see you in a year from now and let's see what we have done like, well that that doesn't work it, yeah it, it, it never works not in an on-site team and definitely it's even worse on a, for with with a remote team absolutely yeah i agree and i think you also need to proactively basically have people um confirm basically make it official that they're gonna contribute because um if you say something yourself as as the leader of the team obviously people might get pumped they might get motivated but you need them to buy in and agree to it or a minimum agree to it at ideally contribute to it so it's so they engage with it because otherwise i mean there's there's been studies on that was not related to work. It was related to another thing, but where people were basically asked to work out. And one group was kind of like, they were just asked to work out. The other group was shown a motivational video and they were all pumped. But what the study shows is that this, this group was even less likely to work out because the motivation after seeing this video and if nothing happens directly, just fades. And it's even worse than just telling them you need to work out. And the most engaged group was actually the group that wrote down on a piece of paper, like, I'm going to work out at this day, at this time, at this place. So if you have them basically confirm this is what we're going to work on for this period of time, they're more 
if you believe the study, they're more likely to do so. And out of my experience, working with them, engaging with them in it is definitely helping. People will stay on track and will keep the vision longer in their minds, on their minds. Yeah, Yeah, I love it, Anjo. There is, you know, I'm always uh, amazed because what we are discussing, what we are talking about right now, it's... uh, for me, like that's really, it's the basics. It's uh, the bread and butter. It should not be something uh, new to anyone, to any um, people leader out there. Um, But, uh, but I know it is. (laughs) Yeah. I I would love to bore the audience right now, but sadly probably there's a few people and well, no offense, everybody started somewhere. So if you learn something great, if not, even better because you already knew the bread and butter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that's true. Um, so I mentioned before the uh, the one-on-one, the personal check-ins. Um, yeah. It is uh, something I have always had with my team. Uh, of course, with the people on site, it was uh, face-to-face. And it was made uh, in... Uh, I always made, you know... Uh, uh, to support my team. So I know, for example, there is a person in my team which uh, she loves to have those conversations in front of a coffee. So we mm-hmm. were having our one-on-one always in front of a coffee uh, or a cup of tea, wh- whatever whatever you prefer. Um, I know there is someone who actually would prefer to have them early in the morning or late in, in the afternoon. So I was always ad- adjusting these to their needs. Um, I have observed the... the uh, like for me, as a, as a, as a team leader, uh, the one the, the personal the one on ones are incredibly important. And what I have observed in the past year and a half, uh, since we all started working remotely, they even become more important. I I dedicated even more time to the one on one than before, and. Uh, and uh, well, what to do in the what do I do in the one on one? I I listen. <laughs> That's 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 my trick. I listen. I let uh, my my team uh, my my team members speak, and 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 I am there. I'm there to listen to them, to help them, and and uh, you know the type of uh, asking, "How are you doing?" and really care about their answer. It's not just <laughs> not just to introduce the the conversation. I yeah. they I I made it. Over the years, it's not something introduced just in the in the past couple of months, but definitely they all know that uh, I am there for them. Like if whatever is is it, if, if they need to talk, I am there. And they might not need to talk, but just the fact to know that you have someone you can go and discuss whatever is the topic, personal, work related, or whatever. Uh, it's important. It, it, it is helps. so super important. I actually do something almost every one on one that I have. Maybe not like everyone with this with a single person, because if I if you do it every week, I feel like it loses a little bit of its power. But what I normally do every few weeks with each person on my team is I go in and say like, "Hey, how are you doing? How is work? How is life? How is Bruno doing?" And then they can basically decide what they want to talk to me about. Is it some projects they're working on or some tasks or is it, um, and this is a real life example, I, I got kicked out of my apartment because I was subleasing, uh, subrenting it and um, now I need to find a new one. Um, can you help me somehow? Because um, there might be expats here in Berlin and um, 
I actually do have two people in Berlin out of the 30. So um, then we can talk about this and I give my, my advice where they might look for new apartments or uh, help them translate things if they're not German, whatever, right? And um, I'm there and I think this is really important, especially also in this remote environment. It doesn't matter if you're in the same city, even if you're remote or not. I think it's really, really important as a leader to be there for your team no matter what. And if they... I don't know if they feel bad about something that hasn't directly to do anything with work. I always tell them like, Hey, if you feel bad at work because some of, because of something that's not work related, it is still work related because you feel bad at work and I don't want that. So if you want to talk about this, I'm, I'm happy to. And if I can help you even better, maybe not, maybe it just helps to talk. And if you don't want to talk about it, it's fine. Just let me know you're not good. And I think especially in a remote environment, this is super important because you you don't have the other persons close to you like uh, in terms of distance. They're far yeah. away. They're always behind the screen. They're always behind a microphone or behind a chat message. And um, yeah, therefore, show that showing that you care is even more important than in a real-life environment. And another thing, while we're talking about meetings, um, and we can, I'm happy to go back to one-on-one -on -one later if you, if you still have something to add there, but another thing that just comes up to mind, what I like to do in my, my meetings when we have like team meetings with the whole team, um, I like to have like 15 minutes dedicated to just talking in the beginning, even before we start working. Because when we start working and we're done, people start leaving. But it, it, if we t I take the first 10 to 15 minutes to just talk about things that are, go that are going on in, in my life, like how was your sports game yesterday? How is your bike? Did you get it repaired? Whatever it is that's going on in personal life. Because in a remote environment, one thing you lose is going to the kitchen and talk to your coworkers. And this is where like the trust to your coworkers is built on a more private and more personal level. When you sit in the kitchen, have a coffee and not talk about work because you have a little break. Sometimes you talk about a project, but sometimes you talk about your family, your, yeah, you name it. And I like to dedicate that in not every meeting, but in some meetings so people can talk about this. And if the full, whole team is remote, it's even worth thinking about having an hour a week dedicated just to this, where people can get together if they're not too busy. So it must be an optional meeting, in my opinion. Um, but you can obviously follow up with people if they're not joining like a few times in a row. But in general, it should not, should not feel like you have to join, but you have the opportunity to sit in the kitchen, well, virtual kitchen with your team, have a coffee and just chat. I really like that. And I, for me, that's done really good things in terms of belonging and uh, trust. Yeah, you, you touched a in, very important uh, uh, point. I definitely the, the lack of the uh, coffee chat, the coffee machine or the kitchen chat. It's, uh, it's definitely one of the difficulties that we, that you face uh, working uh, remotely only. I, I personally, I do something very similar to what you said during my uh, team meeting. Uh, I always have, uh, I always uh, have a space dedicated to that type of conversation. And of course, not everyone is contributing. Um, but, uh, but it is always, it is a way to, to start the meeting with, you know, with the right mindset and, and to connect uh, and to connect on a personal, uh, level. It's I agree. Uh, a deep level. Yeah. Um, 
I, I read, I remember, uh, well, it's now, it's more than a year ago when uh, all companies were going through these, uh, uh, everyone working from home and all the difficulties and all the horrible news we were uh, uh, getting from everywhere in the world. Um, I remember I was uh, uh, speaking with some friends and the former colleagues around to understand what are they implementing at their companies? Are they doing anything particular uh, that is working particularly well? And I remember uh, a couple of cases, which later on I also read in uh, in, in uh, online in uh, in uh, in different in different ways. Uh, they were implementing a sort of uh, um, like a day long meeting available there. It was uh, in in the agenda for everyone to connect, and it was just a, a, like a coffee chat daily meeting. So whenever you needed, you felt. Uh, uh, to to have a break and to uh, just have a like a kitchen conversation, you could join the meeting and it was of course uh, on video call. You could have your coffee there and just speaking with whomever in the organization and just having a conversation, like if you would walk into the kitchen and uh, whoever was accidentally, there, you could. Yeah, talk. Oh, that's nice. I like someone. that. Uh, we never a- implemented it. Of course, it was too complicated to be implemented at my company, uh, but definitely <laughs> um, it, it it sounded really interesting. Um, I like the idea. <laughs> no, the <laughs> idea is great. I, I haven't I haven't thought about having basically almost a day long meeting where everybody can just drop in, and um, I'm not sure if you're using. I know. I think Slack the the new feature. How is it called the the well, where you basically immediately talk to somebody without calling them, mm-hmm. and this could maybe use as this but i i don't think if it support camera but um i think in this case camera is really important and i really like the idea um while we're talking about camera and you touched on this earlier in the team meeting i also like to have people switch on the cameras i don't make it mandatory because sometimes people just don't feel like it but um people know that i appreciate it and the others appreciate it and i i always keep saying it like hey i like to see all of you and um, yeah, then most of the time people do turn their cameras on and in the end, everybody enjoyed it. I, I remember the first time when I actually up, up front of the meeting wrote into the, into the team chat like, hey, today I would love for everybody to turn on their cameras. If you don't feel like it, it's okay, but it would be great if you just turn on the cameras. So almost everybody did in the, in the meeting, which was then like 15 minutes later. And afterwards, you really could feel, almost feel this like this positive vibes of people being able to see each other and talk to each other. And some of them, in a way, are complete strangers. They're just working on this team, but they never actually met. I mean, I also haven't met many of my team. Um Given to the fact of COVID, I guess after COVID, I will go to a few of those locations and try to meet as many as I can. But um, so far, that hasn't been possible. I switched jobs during the pandemic. So um, I haven't even been to the office, only to pick up my laptop and some office material. Um, Met two of my coworkers in person, which I think is a great difference, makes a great difference and is a great value, but it will not happen with everybody. I'm sure of that. It's just too many people that I had to fly to. Um, But yeah, turning on the cameras just is nice and everybody is like talking to the others. Yeah, I I think it's... uh... It's uh, it, for some people this is a controversial uh, topic, the, the camera thing. Um, 
I, I think you, you always need to consider that there are some, uh, uh, again, some difficulties that you face working from home, like especially for the people who are not uh, uh, used to work from home and they are normally going to the office and they were forced to. So you have any type of, you know, like... I might not have uh, an office at, at my place. Actually, I don't have an office at my place. I do it from my bedroom. So I transformed a corner of my bedroom in my office. <laughs> uh, my wife uh, allowed me to do it. That, that's good. And even to put the motivational uh, poster next to me. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but definitely, um, like the environment, it might be a problem. Like someone might not want to open their camera if they are, I don't know, in their kitchen and they don't want to show you where it is um they might have uh, technical problems like again at the, now i i see you me we are like fully set up to work remotely and to have a proper day at work from home um it it might be difficult so of course you need to uh, be as as a leader of the team you need to be in a position to help them and to understand that they might face these difficulties um but what you said it's important again we are going back to what we said uh, like 20 minutes ago about having shared rules uh, it is the same for me they know that when we do have one on one it is always with the camera on and they know that whatever is in the background i don't care like uh, it's it's fine <laughs> and of course but uh, you know for some people it might be a problem it might be a problem to to show you where they live or, or what they yeah. have uh, around them um but again having a, a shared rule at the beginning it makes everyone feeling feel better it's like for me it is one-on-one -on -one, camera is on uh, in the team meeting i definitely appreciate everyone with the camera on but i understand it and, and then sometimes it happens also to me like okay bandwidth it's not good today connect connectivity is not good i i, I don't turn it on but it, it's uh, you know it can happen but in general yes and it helps a lot uh, you, you said something important you know having the possibility to see others to you know to see their face it helps to create again this bonding this uh, this uh, connection and it's not yeah, just work related it's something more yeah, I think the two of us are also a good example. I mean, we're talking to the, to each other now for the second time in yeah. our lives. And for me, but it feels kind of natural. But this is only because I see you. If you would be on without camera right now, I probably think the conversation would feel quite different. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And I actually do have, it's unwritten, but I do have the same rules. One-on-one -on -one is with camera. There might be exceptions, right? Sometimes somebody has issues, like you said, or sometimes I do one-on-ones from the car if I have to run errands. I use the time to drive to talk to people. And then I tell them, like, hey, I'm in the car. Is it okay if I turn the camera off? And normally they say fine because they want me to get home alive. But, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, normally it's camera on and nice to see you in larger meetings. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. But also for me, the, the rule is unwritten. Uh, <laughs> I don't have it written somewhere. It's not like. Uh, Working with with Bruno, what does it mean? No, <laughs> you have to sign here and here, please. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. That kind of brings us, in a way, to the next topic. Even though we are already at thirty minutes, I think it's still important that we talk about trust that we wanted to talk about today as well, because um, I think with all the things that we said, we can keep this part relatively short, but. Um, we said how important, well, basically we said the role of trust and the importance of trust in a remote environment. 
And um, I think it's important that we at least quickly talk about this because, well, if you work remote, obviously you need to trust and people need to trust you because you cannot walk over there and check if they're doing what they said. Yeah. So you need to, to trust them um, even not, more than you do when they're in the office. Yes. <laughs> not, not, not that it works anyway to go and check what they are working on. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I am a truly believer of... Uh, um, uh, of the fact that the only possible way to achieve something great with your team it is to have every every single person in your team in this uh, uh, they need to feel psychologically safe yeah. they need to they cannot be afraid of uh, you know raising their hand and saying I made a mistake or uh, I don't know what we are talking about and 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 stuff like that and uh, and definitely trust is. Uh, I believe the biggest component of uh, of creating this uh, environment of uh, of, of safety uh, within yeah. the team. Um, what what I believe is that uh, definitely you need to go first as a team leader. You have to go first. You need to trust your team first. You yes. cannot pretend uh, to obtain trust. It's not something that you ask for. <laughs> you have to offer it, and then people will give it to you. Uh, in return so it's incredibly important to go first as a team leader yeah. yeah i agree it's really important that you trust your team no matter what in the beginning at least and then i think the second ingredient for that is is empathy you need to be empathetic how do you say that empathetic 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 yeah. thank you <laughs> to so that people feel like they can go and talk to you even if they, the subject matter might be a let's say delicate one and um, one thing that I always say is that I trust my people until they prove me wrong. And um, one thing that goes hand in hand with that is I tell them, and well, it's, it's a little bit, uh, partly it's a joke, but I mean it. And what I tell them normally is like, okay, if you work eight hours a day because you have to work eight hours a day, that's fine. If you have to work six hours a day because you don't have anything else to do, that's fine as well. Then work six hours. Sometimes, therefore, you have to work 10 hours, but then I expect you to also work 10 hours to get the things done. And if there's four hours of work, well, then you probably need more work. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, the, that, that's definitely, again, it enters into potentially a controversial topic of, uh, of uh, the number of hours and working on out like you know focusing on outcomes and not outputs but then again we can potentially record another session <laughs> another podcast true, just true. on this topic um, for me what uh, what i always do with my team and the way i have to uh, to to create this uh, this climate of trust um, as i said definitely i go first anytime like if there is a new team member it's a trust by default that that that's what it means working with bruno um, I, I'm always open and transparent. Like uh, I admit mistakes, my mistakes, my issues, problems. If there are things that I'm, that are not clear, I'm not faking it. It's like, yeah, okay. Tell me, explain me, teach me. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and then of course the, this, this level of transparency, you know, talk openly about, uh, what's going on and for me it is you know it's the good the bad the ugly it's mm -hmm. it's everything it's uh, 
it's uh, it's incredibly important to to create these uh, these uh, uh, climate of trust. Absolutely true. What what I found that also really helps is trust them not just with work stuff, but also be yourself. Like meaning. Um, Tell them what's going on in your life. Tell them something more personal. I mean, it doesn't need to be your darkest secret, obviously, but um, telling them, when you start telling them personal things, they will do you the same and they will talk to the team about more personal things. And the more you know a person, the better you know them, the more you trust them over time. And so, yeah, there's again, you go first, not just with trust, also with the stories, and people will follow. Yes. And be human, as you said. It's yeah. incredibly important. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. Absolutely. I think the, the good ones would say be vul- vulnerable. I think that, that's <laughs> the way to say But yeah, I, I prefer to say be human. Um, yeah, I like to be you more as well. Because if I would, I mean, I like stupid jokes and I do crack stupid jokes in our meetings. And some people might be annoyed by it. But if I would stop now, people would wonder, like, what's, what's up with him? Why he's not cracking any stupid jokes anymore? Yes, what's no. wrong? Yeah, yeah there exactly. is a change in the pattern. So there is something <laughs> different. What's going on? Yeah. So yeah. overall, I, I, I think, like, I, I noted down in, in my notes, uh, I, I wrote this sentence uh, uh, about remote teams. Uh, so overall, uh, and it's not mine, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a quote. Uh, remote teams work well, but only if the team truly feels like a team and not like a group of lonely and isolated individuals. And uh, yeah, I I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. I've been in both. I've been in both cases. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's unfortunate when you are in the second one, when you are just a, a lonely, isolated individual part yeah. of a group of people that is supposed to work together. <laughs> Exactly. And you know what's the worst thing about this? I was actually sitting in an office of the company, but the rest of my team was just in a different office in a different country. And um, I still felt back then I I, uh, was not leading the team. I was felt like always left a little out bit out because i knew that you could clearly see it there was so much communication going on without including the remote parts and i had a counterpart in the us who actually felt exactly the same and that was one of the points where i was like okay this is something if i ever become a team lead this is something i don't want my team to feel like and i hope i don't make them feel like this i mean yeah yeah this really, really is bad. Yeah, you've been there. You know that. <laughs> yeah, I know that what was you the mean. point where I started looking for job at some point, other jobs at some point. And otherwise, the company was great. The culture was good. The people were great. But that didn't work out. And for me, that killed the motivation because I always felt like I'm just the outsider in my own team. And this is something you really, really want to avoid when you have a remote team. Yeah, that's good. That's a good piece of advice. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Anjo, I think we, we touched a very good uh, points today. Um, what else uh, can we add? Probably that if anyone of, uh, of, of those listening to this, uh, to this uh, episode, uh, if they want to reach out to us, they find us uh, on LinkedIn, they find us on the Mentoring Club. Uh, 
Um, yeah, we, we're both mentors. So if you want to book a session, we're absolutely happy to. If that for some reason doesn't work, then obviously contact us via LinkedIn. And I could end as I'm being me with my favorite stupid joke. <laughs> so, Bruno, did you know that 10 plus 10 equals 11 plus 11? What's 10 plus 10? 20. What's 11 plus 11? 22. See, it's 22. <laughs> it was great talking to you today. It was great. Thank you, Anjo. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in today. If you like the Insights Podcast, please spread the word in your network. Finally, big shout out to LinkedIn for supporting us and helping the Mentoring Club grow. Now, we wish you all the best on your growth journey. See you soon.